for now, we're going to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and meet up with Jason Caldwell of Inside the Auburn Tigers. Jason, uh, obviously, uh, this has been a very busy weekend in the world of sports, but also around Auburn. And you've been doing some color commentary the last couple weekends. How have you enjoyed that for Auburn baseball? Yeah, it's been fun. I enjoy doing it. I've done some in the past before, but me and you know, me and Brad Law have a history of doing radio together back when we used to do our own, you know, inside the Auburn Tigers radio. And so, um, it's been a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Um, you know, hopefully have a chance to do a little bit more down the road. If so, that would mean a, a deep run by the Auburn basketball Tigers. So, uh, that would be uh, that would that would definitely make it worthwhile. And we will talk a lot of Auburn basketball here in a moment. But since we're already on baseball. Uh, disappointing weekend this weekend, I guess, against MTSU, winning one out of three. The team had been firing on all cylinders prior to that. What do you make of these first few weekends here for Auburn baseball? Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of it is trying to kind of position yourself for the Southeastern Conference. And I think some of that has been, you know, from a pitching standpoint, uh, they they moved some guys to midweeks to try to you know get those guys a little bit more work in starting roles and we saw that with Tommy Sheehan we saw it with Mason Barnett last weekend and so you do that and then you know you had quite honestly two starts where you, neither starter gets out of you know to the second inning and Joseph Gonzalez because of a blister and Jordan Armstrong just struggled right out of the gate um, and so it, it I think it it really push them to the limits in terms of pitching just because knowing that you, you're starting an SEC series on Thursday this week. So uh, that made it a little tougher. You know, get Sonny share back for a few swings on Sunday. Brooks Carlson still kind of getting back to, you know, feeling it after being out for a while with a, with a kind of a hairline fracture in his thumb. So, um, you know, for them it's just about kind of getting all hands on deck and getting everybody in the same – moving in the same direction and – um, hopefully this week they'll have a chance to do that when Ole Miss comes to town uh, beginning Thursday. Yeah, and and you mentioned uh, you mentioned that Ole Miss game. Obviously, going to be a tough task. I think Auburn or uh, Ole Miss still ranked number two. I think in some of the polls, if I'm if I've seen correctly. But uh, I mean, just how tough once we now get into SEC play, how tough is this going to be for Auburn? Yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty brutal. It's a gaunt- at, it's a gauntlet. It is. It's you know people look at. You, know, you look at you know football, and you look at those things, and you go, man, it's 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 a it's a meat grinder in football. To me, there's nothing that measures up to the difficulty of playing in this league in baseball, um, just because of the depth of the league. I mean, you look at Ole Miss um, right out of the gate at Texas A&M, and then you get you know a road trip to LSU. That's two top ten teams you've already played. Oh yeah, let's go week four, play another top ten team in Vanderbilt. Week five play another top 10 team in Mississippi State. <laughs> then you play South Carolina and then Tennessee, who may be as good as anybody in the country, ranked in the top 20. And then another top 10 team in Arkansas. You know, Alabama, Kentucky, finish it off. I, I, it's just – it's it, you just try to keep your head above water. And, and, you know, for this team, I think it's about can you find a way to, to, to get off to a good start, um, you know, get some of those wins. You know, for me, the key is Mason Barnett. He's a guy that has – probably the most ability of anybody on this pitching staff. They've done some tweaking with him and trying to find a different release point, doing some different things. And if he's a guy that can get you started, you know, right out of the gate on a Thursday night or a Friday night and, and get the ball to, to Blake Burkhalter at the end, then, man, it just sets the weekend off in a different face. But, man, yeah, it's, it's as difficult as it gets playing baseball in this league. 
And, and Jason, when you look at the league, we talk about that schedule, 30 games, all of them going to be hotly contested. What would you think, I know this can be a bit of an arbitrary approach, but what kind of record would you look at at the end of 30 games in SEC play and say, you know what, Auburn really battled and did a good job through there? Yeah, I'm mean, to be quite honest. I think if you're if you're anything above 500 in this league this year, you're going to have a chance to host a regional. I mean, at 16 and 14, you're probably going to have a chance to be a regional host. If if you go 17 and 13 in this league, you may have a chance to be a national seed. That's how good uh, this league is going to be from top to bottom this year. So, if you're Auburn, it's just trying to trying to get to that. To quite honest, try to get to that 500 mark and then and then see where you can go from there. That's the goal. Um, that's easily in an NCAA tournament, and it kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of kind of like the way a track and field tournament sets up, where it's harder to win this league than it would be to win a national championship. It's just it's just going to be more difficult because of the grind it takes. You know, we saw a few years ago Auburn. You know, they make it to the College World Series, a couple of bad breaks there. They're in the winners bracket in, in Omaha. Um, a team that that you know had to go on the road both regionals. Um, to me, it's much more difficult to try to win this league than it is to try to get to Omaha and maybe win a national championship. So um, it's just a matter of grinding it out and, uh, and seeing if you can do enough to, to host a regional. There you go. We're talking with Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers. Jason, switching over to the basketball side of things. Obviously, uh, one and done in the SEC tournament, not what Auburn was hoping for. Uh, obviously, that game at three-point shooting was the big thing. Were there anything? Uh, was there anything else in that game that really kind of stuck out to you that maybe was part of Auburn's downfall, or was it just an absolutely horrid three-point shooting deal? Yeah, I think it's it's shooting. It's to me, uh, I just look at the numbers, the numbers of threes attempted for this team, and it, it just it just it's just too many for me. Uh, yeah. You know, I know you, you want to shoot it. It's part of what you do. As a team, as part of the way basketball is played now, but not thirty-six I just, times. Yeah, I just see thirty-six <laughs> is even too many. Um, yeah. That happens when you're chasing. You're, you're right. chasing, and you start to take some of those shots. And I, I think, I think patience is really important for this team. You play real good defense. You know, you, you want to rebound. I, I still come back to that. To me, I still come back to extra pass and rebounding. This team is such a much better offensive team in transition than they are half court. That starts with getting a rebound and getting a transition going. And so, to me, I still think it's defense and rebounding and then not settling. Don't settle for the first shot you get. Right. Make sure get a get a get the best shot you can get. And I think when you do that, then then this is a team that is formidable, has a chance to, to play with anybody and beat anybody. Even on nights when you don't shoot it great, then then you're you're having a different offensive approach. And so I'd really like to see the mentality of this team. Like, hey, go get every rebound that comes off the board. Offense, defense, whatever. Um, and then live with the results after that. Yeah. And and now, uh, obviously, the SEC tournament is in the past, but uh, you've got uh, the NCAA bracket that's come out. It looks like a bracket that sets up pretty well for Auburn, uh, in, especially in the first two rounds. Uh, what do you see with that bracket as far as Auburn goes? Yeah, I think it, it sets up very well. You're right. This, you know, you have to take care of business, and, sure. and that's that's where it starts with everything. But you know, that's the Jacksonville State team. That if you're Auburn, if you go out and, and play well, you should win that game. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, you do that, and, and you get either USC or Miami. 
I've watched a lot of USC basketball this year, being a late night, you know, stay up and watch those teams. I've done a lot of that. And, and you know, I look at Miami, and Miami is a team that played fairly well, but in a what I think is a pretty weak ACC. Now, they were 14-5, and 23-10 overall. They did some good things, but they also have some, some pretty rough losses when you look at them. Alabama beat Miami by 32 this year. Now, it was in November. Um, and, and, you know, teams change and, and are a lot different after that. But, you know, they lost to a, a pretty depleted Florida State team twice this year. Um, you, know, you know, and so I look at Miami and I go, yeah, I think that's the team that has done some good things. The thing about them is they'll be coached really well. Um, you know that. That's Jim Laranaga. They're going to be coached extremely well. And then USC won 26 games. Not a real physical team. They're, to me, they're more of a – a finesse type team. Even their big man is a guy that wants to step out and shoot threes. Now he'll be a first rounder. Um, him, you know, be an interesting matchup with him. But I, I think it's two obviously very winnable teams if you're Auburn. But you know, it depends on how you play. If you go out and and, and you're you know four for twenty five threes at one point in the game, you're you're, you're going to struggle no matter who it is. And that that starts the Jacksonville State. That's a team that can shoot threes. They can make you pay, um, and so if you're Auburn, it's just you know go out and and I think the break helps. Um, right. I think looking back on it, seeing that nothing that happened in Tampa really impacted seeding one way or the other. I think if you're Auburn and you go, you know you're not winning the tournament. Say hey, here's here's your choices: you can make it to Sunday and not win it, or lose the first game. I think you take lose the first game all day long with Walker Kessler banged up, trying to get healthy, knowing that it wouldn't have impacted you anyway. And so um, we'll see if it works out in Auburn's favor. It has for teams before um, when then they you know get a little bit extra rest is never a bad thing. Obviously, not trying to advance Auburn all the way to the Elite Eight just for the fun of it, because we know. Uh, it's going to be difficult. Every game's a challenge. And also, this could end up on the other side of the bracket not working out that way at all. But if Auburn were to make the Elite Eight and they see number one seed Kansas, um, comparing Kansas to the other one seeds, how do you feel about that matchup? Again, taking nothing for granted, this thing could end in the first round, it could end in the last round. But uh, if Auburn and Kansas were to meet up in the Elite Eight, how do you like that matchup for Auburn, comparatively speaking, to the other number one seeds? Yeah, I think if you look at it, um, you know, Kansas is a team that's played really well. But the one thing that I keep coming back to from Kansas is watching them at home against Kentucky. Yeah, and Kentucky just run rough shot over them. And now, um, again, teams change during the year. This Auburn basketball team is a much different team than it was in January. And you've seen Kansas kind of kind of hit their stride a little bit, um, you know, down the stretch. But um, Ote Abaji is, is the guy that would be a very, very difficult matchup for Auburn just because of, you know, what he does and, you know, that versatility outside. I mean, he's, you know, he's a talented player um, at 6'5", 215. That would be an Allen Flanagan, Devin Cambridge. It'd be very, very difficult to Auburn to play small against him. Um, that's the thing about Kansas is, is they've got they've got some length and size, um, you know, outside – um, you know, some big guys inside as always. Mitch Lightfoot is, is you know six eight that can you know step out of the perimeter and do some stuff. So um, it's just all about matchups. And um, but I think Auburn, Kansas would be a fun one if you can get there. I mean, 
I think Auburn-Wisconsin would be a, a very interesting matchup if you get, were to get that one in the Sweet 16. I mean, uh, there's some, some fun games potentially if Auburn can, uh, can find the rhythm again. Jason, where do you stand on the hot-button topic of the bubble as far as Texas A&M? Do you feel they should have been in the NCAA tournament? I think at the end of the year, they were one of the best teams in the country. But that's also a team that lost nine out of ten games in a stretch during the season. Um, it, you know, I kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like my my thoughts on, you know, if you expanded to sixteen teams, then seventeen and eighteen are going to get really mad. People are like, well, expand it. Well, then the the bubble always going to move. There's always going to feel like, you know what, you should have done more. And so they left it in the hands of a search committee, um, and and. You know, those losses during the year um, impacted them. And so it's one of those things I look at. It It doesn't make much sense to me that Rutgers and Michigan and some of these other teams get in over them. Um, I think I think the steadiness of Texas A&M down the stretch and some of their wins were probably looked better on paper. I think Michigan and Rutgers probably had some better overall wins during the year than they did, and that probably made the biggest difference. Yep. Talking with Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers. Jason, we've done let's see baseball, basketball, softball's doing softball had a sweep. They're doing great. Gymnastics uh, getting ready to start SECs. Tennis is winning. Golf is winning. Now we got spring football. You know, as if there wasn't anything else going on around campus right now. Uh, spring football getting started. Just your thoughts. Uh, is the controversy behind Harson, or is it that cloud still lingering? Just kind of what are your thoughts as Auburn gets ready to open spring practices? Yeah, I think you know. You once you get back on the field, then then you you control everything. And now it's it's back to football. Um, get moving, get forward, and and you know you got a five man quarterback battle that's going yeah. on this spring. It's going to be kind of the, the I don't want to say the hot button topic, but it's absolutely what you look at in this in terms of this one going. Everybody's going to be focusing on that. Um, so I think that's where it starts. Um, is is everybody focusing on a five-man quarterback battle? How quickly can you get that narrowed down um, to a workable group of probably three? Um, I would guess. Um, but you know, new coordinators on both sides of the ball. What kind of changes will we see on offense and defense? I mean, there's so much to take in in 15 days to get prepared for summer and then a season. There's a whole lot of work to be done. Uh, Jason, just over there on the website, uh, as far as message boards and just kind of interactions, it, it almost feels like it almost feels like nobody cares about spring practice right now. And it used to be like the thing. Everybody's like, yes, football's starting back up with spring. It just feels like nobody cares. Are, are you? Do you feel that way uh, through the interactions on the website, or or do, is there some legit excitement about Auburn football getting started for the spring? Yeah, I, it, here to be quite honest, it's it's out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, we haven't, we haven't spoken to Brian Harson other than a trip to, to Mobile for the Senior Bowl. We haven't spoken to Brian Harson, you know, since the bowl game. Right. Since we were in Birmingham. And, um, you know, Auburn fans, you know, always, they enjoy reading about football and that's the thing. But when you're not talking about football, when you're not talking to, you know, we haven't talked to the new assistants yet. We're supposed to get those guys uh, coordinators this week, assistants next week, which will be really beneficial. Um but it's just been really quiet. And when it's really quiet, then you move on to other things. And that's been basketball for Auburn this year. It's kind of dominated things. Now that we get going, you'll see that, that I think the football interest pick up. But it's been, it's been really because it's been kind of out of sight, out of mind right now. 
Jason Caldwell of Inside the Auburn Tigers joining us here on this Monday edition of Sports Call. Jason, we appreciate the time. What do you have up next on on Inside the Auburn Tigers? I assume a lot of NCAA tournament stuff. Yep, uh, Mark and Nathan will be on the road um, for basketball this weekend. Uh, I'll be here for football. Um, you got Junior Day coming up Saturday with some kids on campus. Obviously, baseball opening this weekend. SEC play. Heading out to practice this afternoon. We'll have a viewing window here shortly, so photo galleries some videos from practice. Uh, Ryan Harson tonight, uh, like I said, coordinators tomorrow. If you're, if you're, if this is the time when people ask you, what's the busiest time of year? And they always, they always assume it's in the fall. No, this week. This is the busiest <laughs> time of year when you cover college athletics. Is when you have that combination of, you know, NCAA tournament basketball, baseball, softball, and spring football. It, uh, it's plenty to keep everybody busy and entertained well we do appreciate the time jason we'll talk to you again down the road thanks guys